Fan, short for fanatic, is the one who's screaming their lungs out in sub-zero degree temperatures, still believing when the chips are down and never, ever giving up on their teams or their players. From the closest seat to the worst one, we want to meet you all. This is the American Fan. What's going on, sports fans? It's your boy Josh Williams back again with another episode of the American Fan 365 podcast coming from the beautiful Sticky Paws studio here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, the, the intro is really, you know... It is good, man. It's, it's growing uh, on you. I, oh, well, no, no. It, trust me. I, I had to do that. I had to create those words. So <laughs> it hit me about six months back. But I'm glad that it's starting to, like, starting to breathe a life, man. And Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you to you again for, uh, for, for putting that together. Um, unfortunately, the front row will not be here today. She is getting a DMP uh, uh, flu-like symptoms. Yes, yes. No, no front row. There, she's, she's usually right in. Right in this region, right Load there. Load management. Uh, but um, we do have a very special guest today. Uh, he'll be he'll be strolling in the studio here in the next few minutes. Uh, Mr. Leonard Ellerby, the CEO of Mayweather Promotions, uh, going to be talking to him about uh, the upcoming Tank Davis uh, Ryan Garcia fight, as well as you know just the state of boxing and and uh, probably get into some some other sports with him as well. Uh, George, my first question to you. Yes. Have you ever been to uh, Foodie Fest or, I guess, Foodie Land? Yeah, I just went this past weekend. Okay. I did. Okay. Okay. Are you, you have you have your little gripes about oh, it? Oh, brother. Let's go in, dude. Let's go oh, in. Oh, brother. You, you go. First All hit. right. So, George, mm-hmm. you know I've been working round the clock. I'm either here. I'm driving Uber and Lyft. i I'm, I'm got my Airbnb, so I'm always doing something. And uh, my girl has been uh, a little, little upset. She's, you know, not going to lie. She's been a little Josh, upset. Josh, where you been? Yeah, you know. Uh, you know. spend a lot of time at work, yeah, Josh. Yeah, So she had been talking about this daggone foodie land for about mi- from about middle of the week, from about Wednesday. Oh, and I big... had been shutting it down, shutting it down. It was, it was, it was locked down. It was, we were not going. And so uh, yesterday I hit her up, you know, after church. And I was like, all right, look, we can go. But I am exhausted. I went to the Red Hot Chili Peppers concert on Saturday. Um, Subtle flex. I, I went to, uh, no, shoot, I had to pay. <laughs> flex, flex would have been like O-Day, and, and I got tickets, and I was Backstage. in the back. Yeah, that's a flex. Okay. Me, I paid like the rest of the, the ants. Um, <laughs> and, um, and so, yeah, so, you know, so I'm like, I'm, I'm tired. I, I went out. I went out with Jenks on Saturday night, and um, I didn't end up back to the house until like 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. Had to go to church, exhausted. I'm like, look, we can go to Foodie Land. I'm going to take a nap. I get home. I'm about 10 minutes into the nap. She calls. I do not answer, but it woke me out of the nap. I could not go back to sleep. She calls again in like 25 minutes. I answer, and she's like, oh, I was just seeing how the nap went. I'm like, I never had the nap. Well, we can go now. I'm like, oh, so I'm steaming. I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie. We drive in Vegas. And, you know, for those of you who don't know Vegas, Foodie Land was all the way out at the racetrack, which is like horrible location. Jesus Christ. Why do we ever go out here? Horrible. Location. That is the edge of lo- that is the edge of reason. Drive the 30 minutes, get all the way out to Foodie Land. No place to park, of course. Um, free parking, though. That was a perk. Not going to lie. Uh, get all the way out there, and it is not what I expected. George, what did you expect out of Foodie Land? I 100% thought I was going to see a lot of food trucks, a lot of, like, I don't know, um, shade, possibly. Oh. Maybe like a picnic-type style. Like, or, you know, if you're going to have that much food, I would expect there be places to eat this food. Yes. Um, yeah, there's literally one mash, mosh pit and that's at the back. And it's like, bro, like, so I got to carry this food. It's going to be cold by the time I get over here. But go ahead. I'll let you continue. No, I mean, it, it's freezing cold. You're eating food while you're waiting in line for other food. Yes. I went with a group of four. So this is the second time I've been to. So I went to one that was all food trucks. Okay. That was at the Sam's Town Park. Oh, okay. So it was okay. like, you know, better location. Yes. A little closer. Yes. Um, but it was the same situation where it's like, how much food is 
like enough food to order at these places because we went with a group of four this year. So we were ordering like one food item and sharing it amongst the four of us. That's actually not but a bad idea. I'm, but Josh, I'm 240 pounds, okay? And I was with another 260-pound guy, <laughs> okay. all right? So, we can eat is what you're saying. We yeah, can eat. Yeah, dude, we can eat. I want to, you know, there was a, a mutual agreement that we would share these items. <laughs> but come about like the sixth place, I was like, I don't want to share shit. I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm starving. And it's these lines are crazy. It's, I mean, <laughs> it's hyped up for no reason. The girls, uh, you know, they... Instagram post stuff. Yeah. Just sucks them in. I'm yeah. Your girlfriend was the one that enlightened you to it. I actually, you know, my girlfriend knew about it, but it was her fat brother that was like, Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So my main gripe was this, cause I had never been, you know, you hear about foodie fest all the time here in Vegas. And my thing was, I thought it was going to be like more sampling like, you know what I mean? Each of these trucks, you know, because if you think, okay, there's 300 places. Oh, that would be great. If I could sample things. Not I get up there and it's $30 to eat one thing. And it's like, hold on, chief. How many $30 you think I'm about to blow on food that I could have had at that crib? Like, <laughs> this could have been Uber Eats to me. Like, oh, no problem. Dude. That was my issue. <laughs> dude. And when you start pricing it out, right? Because most of the time with Uber Eats, I'm always like, Click it. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, the service fee. This, this sucks. Yeah. My, like, we're, then they want to take We're getting upcharged service feed right in front of our faces in some heat. And, you know, the thing that um, I realized like halfway through, I'm like, this is 100% just for kids. Or this is like, if you're a family and you're bringing kids and you're like, this will burn them out. You know what I mean? I, 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 did, I did see that. It was, it's a great thing to take your children to. It is not a cute date. It is nope. not something that you want to do as a date or taking someone or, um, but I mean, yeah, like, bro, like if I'm going to spend $150, like we can have a real dinner. Let's see. Like, you understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, yes. why am I about, I'm out here kicking dirt around in the middle of a racetrack. Like yeah. we could actually, I could go to, we could go to Giada's if, 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 if this is what we were trying to do, I could have, I could have gotten nice and fresh and clean. And we're positive people, Josh. We're, we're, you know, we tried to see the best of it as long as we could, <laughs> but there came a point where we were both like, what the fuck are we doing here? You know, like, or I just want to go home, you know, but, yes. it, it, you know, it, uh, and I, you know, I, I spoke my opinion, you know, I was that kind guy that was like, you know, I think this is probably the last truck, right? Yeah, you know, <laughs> Let's get out of here. It's hot. Oh it's man. Oh man. So, but yeah, that just, just crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Um, we can quickly jump into some other stuff before Leonard gets in here, just, just to give him a little bit more time. Uh, championship Sunday, and today is obviously Championship Monday. You see I've got my, my Georgetown Hoyas Allen Iverson jersey, which was supposed to get into the finals. Shout out to uh, Sir Jenks, Daryl Jenkins, my guy, Parlay P. He had this jersey. He, had, he took it on a good run, and just like the Georgetown Hoyas of that day, they just couldn't finish in the end. Mm. We, we get we the, you know we get real amped up, ready to go, and wasn't meant to be. But uh, but shout out to everyone in the Jersey Jam Challenge. The Jersey Jam Finals will take place tonight, so make sure you vote. Um, it's going to be Charles Barkley in the the purple ninety three ninety four Phoenix Suns jersey versus Anthony Davis in the retro redo. Uh, yeah. purple Lakers jersey that Jaden and her army, I called them Jaden's army. She has a crew of little girls that have been flooding votes. And I swear it is literally like watching the, the election. Like you're waiting for the, la for the final votes to come in. <laughs> like it's like 87% reporting. I'm like, I think she's going to go down this time. And then in the 11th hour, <laughs> 99%. <laughs> Here come all the votes <laughs> every time. Yep. So, but it's actually two of my children, two kids that I've coached. So it's Genesis. John Vu was the first, one of the first kids that I coached. And Jaden from New Breed was actually one of the last kids that I've coached. So, uh, so that's, that's pretty dope. I mean, you know, having two of them take square off. I love it. I am. Um, I've picked the Phoenix Suns one every single time. <laughs> Uh, so you have if, it's like consolation prize if that one wins for me. Okay, I'm upset that 
out of uh, all the purple jerseys that were entered, mine got bounced like sweet 16. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, listen, John, Tom, John, John Thompson, John Stockton in the, in the short shorts, the boy shorts, dude. you know, it's, it's iconic, but it's a lot of, it's a lot of man hair. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess he's got a swath, a swath of leg. Hair. Oh my God. Jesus. <laughs> that is a, uh, some friction down <laughs> for sure for sure but yeah I, I do i do love that utah jazz uh jersey you know mostly just because of all the championships that were won on it by the <laughs> bulls so uh but yes championship sunday lsu wins its first national championship they take down the iowa hawkeyes 102 85 and uh we have our special guest i gotta no i gotta stand up Leonard Ellerby, the CEO of Mayweather Promotions, is in the building live. I, now, I, I text you after the uh, the uh, <laughs> the initial press conference. You got the beard flowing. The right. beard. This, this this is not a new beard. This beard has got some growth to it, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Switch it up, 2023. Okay, all right, all right. Had to, had to switch it up, switch, yeah, switch it up. It no up. more mustache. No more, that's it, that's okay. it. And it was all because of my daughter, too. Oh, okay, so what, what, what did they, they say? They were just, you, you know, we were, uh, had like a little break, and I hadn't shaved in probably like a week. Okay. It was like, Dad, you should let it go out. Yeah. Was like, yeah so Give it a shot, it. give yeah. it a shot. See, I can't grow the full beard. My 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 joint don't connect. It gets it gets a little gets a little thin. You and George come in, I, I feel feel some type right, of way. Right. But we got, uh, we but I, out. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Leonard Leonard is my guy. I coached his daughter, but uh, and we've you know we've had him on other shows and and brought him out, but had to bring him out for the uh, just just conversation on Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia. What your thoughts are? How excited are you? And um, you know, and then kind of just get the landscape of boxing today. Um, big fight, uh, biggest fight actually in boxing. Yes. And we got two young undefeated champions. We're in the prime of their career, you know. And this is the fight the fans wanted. You know, it's, uh, this fight has been talked about for the last couple of years. Uh, yeah. Ryan Garcia kind of started the dialogue. You know, he's been wanting to fight um, Tank f for quite some time now, and um, you know. Less than three weeks, we here. He's he's getting what he asked for. Getting gonna get exactly what he's asking for. <laughs> <laughs> now, first off, how tough was this to bring this fight to the masses? Because you know you said how it's kind of been out there for a little while, and um, you know just in terms of I know how hard these fights are, especially in boxing now with all the different promotions and just different feelings. A lot of things that go on behind the scenes. How tough was this for you as a promoter to actually get to a, to the finish line? Well, it, it was it was definitely um, it was wasn't easy initially, um, but when the, the big fight the big fights are made when they make sense for all the parties that are involved. You know, um, again, Ryan and Tank have been very adamant from the very beginning that they wanted to fight each other. Yeah, so it's that's up, the first part, right? Yeah, that's, that's the, the first. That's, that's the, the first part. If I don't want to fight you, I can run. If if that's if that's what it is. So yeah, and so both guys have been. Um, and especially, especially Ryan, he's been outwardly, you know, vocal about fighting Tank because yeah. everybody knows Tank is that guy. That's it. You know, he's the guy. He's the cash cow. Um, he's the guy that everybody's um, gunning after because he represents the the most revenue that they'll generate. Sure, you know? sure. Um, so with that being said, um, you know, it was just a matter of just, you know, putting the right deal together and. Yeah. Um, and here we are. There it is. There it is. Now, what what does Ryan Garcia bring to the table that maybe Tank hasn't seen so far in his fights, his previous fights? Well, he has a he has a different fan base. Let's start with that. Okay. You know, he's Mexican American, and um, he's bringing his fan base with him. You know, and both guys again again are extremely popular. Um, Tank, for obvious reasons, because you know he's been. Out there doing his thing for quite some time. Been and, stamped for a long time and as he's, well. And he's he's giving the fans exactly what they've wanted, you know, on a huge platform. But it always and what people don't understand is you always have to have a dance partner when you're fighting on the on a on the big stage and have a huge platform. And um, Ryan Garcia brings a lot to the table. You know, he's a guy that I think he has over nine million followers on 
mm. social media yeah. and and he's done a very good job him and his immediate team with the self promotion you know he has a number of different commercials out there um just um this weekend he was on WWE yep yep you know yep. um so again he's he's done everything to um put himself in the right position to um be seen and be heard and that's what it's all about he's figured out you know he's figured out how to effectively you know market himself and yeah. and um and when we're in this era, the social media era, that's huge. Yeah, huge. a thousand percent. And but more importantly, he can fight his butt off. Yeah, he can fight his butt off. He's he's just he's not just a mouth. He he has he has the uh, the ability to back it up. No doubt, he can fight. Now now, what do you think? Uh, how do you think Tank will give him problems that he hasn't seen yet uh, from his former uh, fights? Well, Tank is a different animal because um, he's never seen anything like um, Tank Davis. You know, Tank Davis has. Uh, he has the combination of speed, power. You know, he has a great chin. Um, he can do it all. He's a complete fighter. And um, and come come April twenty second, um, again, he's going to give the fans exactly what they want to see. What What do you want to see? What What would you love to see? This This going off script for me. What What would you love to see in the fight? Uh, Obviously, a tank win. But how? Like, what kind of fight would you love to see? A tank knockout. Okay. Yeah. Do what he do what he normally does. Yeah. You know, on the biggest stage, you know, against a huge opponent, you know, um, and that's what it's all about: giving the fans exactly what they want to see. Now, a tank knockout in this type of a fight on this stage, because I would say this is probably this is probably his biggest fight. I would say it's just a, in terms of like all the outside, you know, with the opponent having that kind of a following, all that stuff. What do you think a knockout in that moment would do for Tank Davis? It just continually elevates him to the to the next level. Um, again, it, it he's he's going to be able to do it in front of um, a whole different fan base. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and that's what it's all about: elevating yourself. You know, um, um, facing the the biggest challenges that are out there. And and Ryan Garcia is kind of like the start of you know face. They say that he's one of the best fighters in the division, and so yeah. okay, here we go. Wow, that's 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 dope. Uh, now, what other fights on the card are you most excited to see? Um, well, we haven't announced the rest of the card oh, yet, okay, okay. Um, which we'll be doing here very shortly. But it's a tremendous undercard, as always. You know, that's what we take pride in. You know, giving giving the fans a bang for their buck. Love it, absolutely love it. All right, we're gonna switch gears. I'm gonna ask you your Mount Rushmore of fighters all time, regardless of weight class. So mm -hmm. Mount Rushmore is four. I'll give you five. I'm gonna I'm give you five just because I know Floyd is already up there. So I'll, I'll give you four additional picks. You can say Floyd out loud, but I'll let you go from there. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, um, Pernell Whitaker. Sweepy. Okay. Um, Evan Holyfield. Wow. Um, Sugar Ray Leonard and Javante Davis. Okay, all right. Now remember, this is this is Leonard Ellerby's list. This doesn't have to be your list or the pundits' list. Giving some love, shout out to Sweet P. Whitaker. I love it. Oh, That's yeah, that, was yeah, that was my guy back guy. in the day. Yeah, he was. Absolutely loved him, man. Yo, yeah. And then uh, now, 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 honestly, I was I was like, if I ask L this, if he throws out Manny Pacquiao, I would like that would go viral. Yeah, well, you know, Manny, I, I really respect him and his career. You know he he's definitely in you know in that top ten list. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, know, yeah. Um, he's I mean I, a lot I, of guys, right? I respect everything he's done for for his country and and the, his his um, his culture and all the fans that he's brought to the sport around the world. Yeah, he's done a phenomenal job. I mean, he's also a great fighter. That's it. That's it. Now you spoke about Ryan Garcia and you know kind of in today's market learning how to market yourself, learning how to be effective on social media, because some people are, some people just, I'm a big name and people follow me because I'm a big name, but some people are literally effective in how they market themselves through social media. What do you think it takes in today's market to be a high level prize fighter utilizing everything? What, what would you think? Well, again, you have to find creative ways with boxing being a niche sport. Um, and it's, it's not often that the, the, the fights that are on big platforms, unless you're fighting a, a another well-known fighter. Because, yeah. again, I, I always say it takes a, 
um, you have to have a dance partner. But getting back to your question, um, I think that he has done, Ryan Garcia has done a phenomenal job and he's kind of set the tone on like how to effectively do that, you know, um, and, it, and, and obviously he has a great team yeah. behind him with um, being able to, you know, take advantage of, of this era, this social media era of, of basically putting himself out there in a situation where he's seen and heard on a consistent basis and also um, gaining fans along the way of his journey. Yeah. And he's, um, he's mastered that. He's done a really good job with that. Love it, love it. What what's something that you would love to see in today's boxing? You know, you know when we talk about the heyday or different eras, what's something that you would want to see uh, to put boxing back in the in, in the in the forefront of people's minds? Well, again, you know, you you hear the fans always say the best fighting the best, and I agree, you know, with that. Um, but the, in my opinion, I think that fighters need to continue to find ways to think outside the box. Mm. Okay. And, and and we, meaning our team, have we've done a very good job with really understanding what the marketplace looks like, you know, and how to change with the times, you know, because when Floyd was fighting, you know, early on, there was no such thing as social media. Yeah. You know, we had to, you know, figure things out, and you know, I can't even imagine wow. if social media would have been around when when he was really, really in the thick of what he was doing. Boy, it, it, it <laughs> <laughs> could have been a different, could have been a whole different thing, right? Yeah, yeah, on a whole nother level, <laughs> you know, crazy. generating revenue. That's crazy. Um, you really think about it. That yeah, is crazy. no, it really is. <laughs> it's it, crazy. It, it really, really is. So, um, the the uh, he's one of the one of the handful of guys in combat sports that have found a, a, a great way to effectively market themselves. You know, Tank has done it um, with obviously doing his thing and we've been doing our thing and coming together and giving the fans exactly what they want to see. You know, um, Tank's not going to play around when he gets in there. Yeah. You know, he's, he's gonna, he's looking to, uh, again, he's the most exciting fighter in the entire world anyway. Yeah. So he's giving the fans nothing but entertainment and that's what the fans pay their hard earned money for, you know, to, to, to be entertained. To be entertained. Yeah, right? so he's not going to play around in there. He's not going to be in no jab contest and, <laughs> you know, all of that, even though he has tremendous skills and he can do it all. He can yeah. do it all. Um, and that's what sets him apart from his peers. You know, he has the ability to get you out of there with either either hand at any given time, you know. That's and he doesn't get enough credit for his skill set. And he has – uh, tremendous skills, and um, he's he's uh, he's been consistently showing that, and um, that's why he's one of the best fighters in the entire world today. I love it. Now, before we get off boxing, um, how do you feel about the whole Jake Logan Paul situation? How does that? How do you think that's helped the sport? How do you think that that might have hurt the sport in some ways too? I don't think it's hurt the sport at all. I mean, because it is what it is. Is that you know when you have a a true understanding of actually, you know, what it is, is that they're doing their thing from, you know, uh, Jake specifically, he's, he's found a way to market himself yep. and he's, he's learning, you, you know, he's, he's learning on, on, on the job. He's learning on the job because he hadn't boxed before. Yeah. And I, I think he's doing okay. And, and I don't, I'm not a hater. <laughs> I, I, um, I congratulate people if they figure it out and if he's found a way to generate, you know, revenue, um, and, and not so having the, the boxing background. Yeah. And, um, yeah. he's been able to tap into that and, you know, more do, power do, to him. Do, do your pretty, thing. Do pretty well. Yeah, it do, too, right? do your thing. Yeah. Do your do you, thing. Now, um, do you, uh, do you think that it's been good that he's shined a little bit of light on what the situation is in MMA in terms of fighter pay and those things? Cause I know a lot of like, you know, some of my boxing friends and they'll laugh at what these UFC fighters are being paid. And these are like high level UFC fighters. And they're like, that's what you guys are getting paid. You know, I, I you know, cause I didn't like the whole, cause Nate Robinson's my guy. So when he knocked out Nate on that Mike Tyson card, I was like, screw Jake Paul. <laughs> but when I, when he started fighting the UFC guys and he started to show, you know, kind of pull the curtain back on that situation. 
I was like, I, I respect this this young brother. And, um, you know, so how, how do you feel about that? I really don't have a feeling on it because I try to stay in my lane as it, as it relates because, you know, a lot of times people don't have all the information yeah. and they speculate, you know, on this. So I, I just, you know, I don't have a problem with anybody, what they're doing and how they run their business because it don't have nothing to do with me. It doesn't pay my bills. Yeah, it has nothing to do with me. Dana's a friend of mine, yes. you know, and hey, he run his business how he run his business. We run our business how we run our business. He's not in our way, yeah. you know, so it's like, I, I, again, I can't really comment on something that I'm not knowledgeable about. You know, I try. I tried to bring L out one time, but he 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 he's a smart man. <laughs> I'm not. I, I I'll go ahead and proceed. Uh, it, now it's getting close to playoff time. L in the NBA, who do you think wins the NBA Finals this year? I kind of like the Lakers. I okay. like I like the I like what they have been able to do um, in the last month or so. You know, where they're kind of coming together as a team and and gelling and figuring it out, and they're they're gelling at the right time. They're gelling at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, the Lakers are going to be a tough out for anybody. You know, like it's not uh, this is this is what we all thought they could be. Um, now, how they put it together consistently, I wouldn't say they have. But, you know, they're doing it at the right moment. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be a hard out for whoever they play yes. for certain. Now, I know you're a starving Redskins fan like myself. Right. <laughs> Who do you want to see as the new owner of the uh, Washington franchise? I'll say that. Um, I just read something recently where it was, uh, was it Magic Johnson? Or yeah, Matt, so Magic is joining up with um, the uh, Josh Harris group. Josh Harris owns the, the Sixers. He owns the New Jersey Devils. So he'd like be trying to build like a little corridor of teams uh, all on the, the Northeast um, if he picked up the, the Redskins or the Commanders. Um, and uh, but he's got uh, trying to think he has some other people in that group. RG three is talking about possibly joining in on that group oh, as well. Okay. Um, but then you know there's Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos has Jay Z. Um, Kevin Durant is said to be a part of that group as well as Matthew McConaughey. Both of them are huge Redskins fans. Um, and then it's Jeff Bezos. So yeah, yeah, that's that's who's like. I in would the like mix. to see. I would like to see Magic Johnson. Really? And him and his team. Yeah, I really would. Okay, all right. Now I've I've been a proponent of Jeff Bezos, so but I I it's good to hear someone else say the other side because no one else is like oh Bezos sure. But um I mean the re my main reason for Bezos obviously him being the richest one of the richest people in the world, but bringing a mecca back to D.C. building at RFK building a dome we start getting Final Fours we get Super Bowls you know what I mean in D.C. I think that having someone with that kind of bandwidth as well as he owns the Washington Post so. You know, he already has the lay of the land in terms of uh, um, from a political standpoint. I think him coming on, that would be a big deal if, if we were able to get him as the owner. Yeah, no. Well, again, yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Now, what do you think that owner should do to help bring the glory days back? Well, it's going to take a lot because, again, the, the, the franchise itself has been kind of, it's been going through a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, a lot. And, and to uh, bring back those glory days of, you know, this one thing about the D.C. area is that the fans are like, they those, those those are real fans. Those are real fans, and they're diehard fans. Yeah. And they haven't had a lot to cheer about for many, many, many years now. So you you like to see um, those winning ways being brought back to yeah. the area, you know, so people can you know, once again, be proud fans again. Yeah, yeah. Now, see, see, look, you guys didn't even know this man was a Redskins fan. <laughs> and that's how bad we've been because <laughs> L is supposed to be on the 50-yard line. They, look at L if he's in the house. Like, <laughs> like that's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been rough. It's been rough. <laughs> it's been a rough ride. Now, uh, before I get you out of here, what do you think, what are your thoughts on the name change from Redskins to Commanders? And do you think they should change it if we get a new owner now it's you know this, this name's only a year old do you think there's still time to possibly change it to another name yeah there, there's there's time and I, I guess that depends upon the ownership group and you know which direction they but I'd be open to anything just as long as they start winning yeah, yeah. I think I think winning is the is the yeah. elixir that'll that are that'll cure all so 
Yep, yep. Well, L, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much for coming in. I, I know you you got all your stuff going on right now, and so just taking time. Um, I'm still I put my bid in to get in the house, <laughs> so I hope that this helps that bid. <laughs> but uh, but if not, I wish you success on this card, and um, and you know just continue success. Uh, also, before you leave, how's Zayla doing? How's her journey going in basketball? Uh, what do you? Because she's she's going into what eighth grade? This will be next year. She'll be in high school next year. She's gonna be in the ninth grade. Okay, so it's real now. Um, what do you see? Because I can tell you what I see, and and you know, and just you know, we've had our conversation since she was in fifth grade. So yeah, um, I'm I'm very proud, very proud of her. This uh, this weekend, actually, she um, she had a tournament here in, in Vegas, and I'm actually meant to forget that. To I, 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 I would have yeah, came. It was over at the basketball center. Okay, and, um, okay. Yeah, she's starting her journey is um, on the 15th. 15 um wow 15 U, you now eybl team okay. and she's playing for cal storm yeah you know she's the um starting two guard and she's the leader of the team and they have a phenomenal coach in in george um and i'm just ex really excited about her journey because she's put in she's put in the work um yeah. and she's got accepted to sierra canyon Shut up. Yeah, bro. she got accepted to Sierra Canyon. She's gonna go to Sierra Canyon. Yes, yes. And I'm so Come I'm, I'm on, so man. I'm so proud of her and her journey and the hard work that she's put in. She's really been um focused and you know, she's um she's she's a great listener and, and you know, she, she has a tremendous work ethic, you know. Yeah. She takes that, you know, after her dad and, and, and her mom. Know. Yeah, and her mom, yeah, her yeah, mom yeah, too. Yeah, you know, yeah. and um, you know, so again I'm just really excited about, you know, her 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 future ahead, you know, Sierra Canyon allows her to um, be in an environment with um, other kids who are, you know, working hard. And, yeah. and I love the, the, the direction of their academics, yeah. you know, because um, that's very important, yeah. you know, and it, it aligns her with the, you know, the next phase of her life, you know, um, post high school, you know, you'll have these relationships for a lifetime, yeah. you know, and I'm just really excited about her journey. I absolutely love it. I did not know that. So I'm I, yeah. I, I'm so excited for her. Please give her a hug for me. Almost definitely. Tell her I love her and I miss her to death. Most definitely. And um, yeah, let me let me know the next time she has a tournament. I'll definitely, oh, most definitely. I'll definitely be out there. Yeah, most All definitely. All right, bro. Well, this is Leonard L. Him up before he gets out of here, but this, this is Leonard. <laughs> and we'll, we'll get a picture as well. Oh, yeah, most All definitely. Right. Most definitely. George, George is, he's wearing about 37 hats at once right now. Uh, oh, wait, L, L's in the shot. It's okay. It's, it's good. I'll, I'll just talk. It's okay. Um, but, uh, you know, exciting stuff coming, exciting stuff coming to the studio, uh, as well as just Vegas at large. So, so just excited to see what is, okay. is in store for everything. So, you know. All right. All right, L. I'll see you later, bro. I'll send you, I'll send I'll, I'll text it to you as well. I'll text yeah. you and tag you and stuff yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. All right. Pictures. Yes, sir. You already know. You already know. Leonard Ellerby live in the house. You know what I'm saying? You just never know who's going to stroll through that door. We're going to keep building this thing, you know, brick by brick. George Will Smith had a great quote um when he was this this is pre-slap. This is before he uh he was doing his um, his kind of his book tour, mm -hmm. and he was talking about a passage, and I'll give it to you quickly. I'm gonna paraphrase it because I didn't buy the book. I need to go buy it now. It's probably cheaper now. But um, he was talking about one summer. I think he was like 
eight or nine. And his dad had him and his brother like rebuild the, I guess, a wall, a brick wall in their basement. And his brother was younger than him. So if he's eight or nine, his brother was like six or seven. And um, he hated it and like didn't understand. It was like every day during his summer vacation, this is his summer vacation as a child, he like hated having to build this wall. And his dad got mad one day and he was like, stop focusing on the wall. Lay one perfect brick at a time. And if you perfect that, you'll look back and the wall will be done. But yeah. if you keep thinking this whole thing, I got to build this whole thing all at once, you're going to frustrate yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you start by just laying that one perfect brick and then you build from there, yep. the wall will get done. No, man. So. That's a, a shout out to Will Smith for that quote. I mean, that every coach uses that right early really? in the season okay that's pretty good i feel like well at least a lot of the coaches that i had uh tony sanchez was my coach at unlv so yeah um yeah he was just a big george foundation. you played you played college football yeah fool i didn't know that i, I was uh, okay so I, here's why i don't say i play college football <laughs> okay, okay. All right. i had a sip of coffee okay, okay. i was a preferred walk-on at unlv yeah um tore my acl as, during the middle of the first season yeah and uh, I was like, ah, <laughs> I, I saw the, the path that was in front of me, right? So this is a yeah. prime example of I was looking at it as a wall and mm -hmm. not like brick by brick. Um, but, you know, I, I made the decision. I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm yeah. not playing. Graduated in three years. Yeah. So I became a teacher and started making money by the time I would have been playing for my, I would have been playing, playing third year. Yeah. And I was making $36,000 a year. I was like, yeah, yeah. you know, I think well, I made the right choice. We'll, we'll start and keep building from there. No, right? that's, that's, that's terrific. Um, we jumped off of uh, Championship Monday. LSU won the national championship over Iowa, 102-85. Uh, had some controversial calls uh, that had come out of that game. A lot of, you know, fouls one way, not a foul this way. As a coach, I can say that that is extremely frustrating because – you, you physically just don't know what is what. You do feel as if, you know, the, the game is rigged against you because, um, you know, listen, if we're in the – like, I always talk to officials about the foul disparity. If it's 12 to 2, you're telling me that when we drive, we can get crucified, but when they drive and get touched, they're going to the line. That stuff adds up. It takes an edge away from your team. I can get all that. Um, Roe Ro had sent me because I was, like I said, I've been busy. So I was out driving. I didn't catch any of the game. And, um, and Roe had sent me, I guess, the clip of, uh, of um, Angel, Angel Reese, you know, showing her ring, like, you know, get, get my ring ready and, and doing the John Cena, you can't see me and all of that. And, um, and she was really upset. I will say this. This is today's female athlete. Yes. And I love it. Yes. And, and or, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you why I love it. Okay. The reason why I love it is, one, because I coach these children. I, I, you know, this, these are the type of girls that I have now. And the ladies, you know, you look at their music. When you look at, you know, female rappers, I would say female rappers lyrically have a lot more to talk about than male rappers right now. Yep. They, have a, they have a wider range. So, you know, um, this is a very in-your-face generation of female, I think. And I think that that's only, you know, bled over into athletics as well. And, and I love to see it. I love the women kind of, you know, even if it is, if it does come off as brash or ignorant, um, as long as you can back it up. Yeah. I'm all Here, for it. Here's the thing. Every great sports story starts with a villain. Okay. <laughs> yes. And that's what I appreciate the most is like. She's not afraid to be the villain. And, and I, in a lot of women's sports, and I hope this is the breed of, uh, you know, female athlete where it's just like a confidence in their ability. And I think the thing that men are really able to do a lot better than women is compartmentalize, right? Like they are, men are more confident in shit talking because I don't know. They're, I'll fight if it comes down to it. Right. But yeah. like, in a, in women's, but at the end of the day, it never even comes down to a fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like guys understand that we're just going to talk our shit and yeah. there's going to be villains that come from that. And women's sport, I, you really don't see it as often as that's but fair. Here's the thing. Here's the that's thing. That's fair. Here's the thing. This was the most watched 
women's college basketball final, I feel in a while, right? I feel like the last time I really cared about a women's final um, was probably Gino's last uh, hoorah, okay. like last run where you're like, okay, is he going to get it done? Um, yeah. Other than that, I can't really remember a time where I was like, I knew about this game. Like, yeah. I was up. I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, you, shit, you were, oh, you were, is, you were kind of prepared. This you, is you happening. What was going you know? on. I got you. I I love that it's on Sunday now. Because remember, it used to be after the Tuesday, final four. Right? Yeah, it used to be on Tuesday. And so the fact that they've switched that up and given the ladies their moment, and the ladies are first. The ladies are on a Sunday. They get a prime time. You know, what I mean, a, a moment to themselves. Because mm -hmm. we're already kind of by the time you know when it was Championship Monday, it's like oh, it's Championship Tuesday, and oh, you kind of are burnt. over it. Yeah, so I, I like that they're actually starting to get them this moment. I actually like that both of these Final Fours were in the state of Texas. I did not realize that. Um, one's in Dallas, one's in Houston. Um, so I thought that that was pretty cool as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just kind of both being in the same area generally. Um, but I love it. Uh, Angel Reese did have something else to say. She actually had some, some positive words uh, for Caitlin Clark because that was who she was taunting. So here's what she had to say. Uh, uh, in the post game yesterday, we play. Actually, I played her in my Nike Nationals um, for a championship. So being able to play against her, I, I know what she brings to the table for sure. But you got to realize, like we have Alexis Morris. She's a first rounder. Put some respect on Alexis Morris' name. She. You have to realize, Kaylin Clark is an amazing player. She gets way more shots than a lot of us. So just being able to be in a situation like that, I mean, you give credit to when credit is due. But we also have great players just like her. Well, as speaking as someone who enjoys the sport, hopefully we get to see you two square off a lot more. Yeah, here for sure. That's, I think that I'm sure the viewers went out of the. Oh, yeah. I, that was sky high tonight. I'm sure. Yeah, y'all. <laughs> to George's a lot, point, so I'm, I'm happy for us, and I'm happy for LSU that we can put the put a lot of things on the map. Right now. You know, Caitlin Clark. There it is. Play, so you know, and uh, and uh, she she talked about Alexis Morris. Alexis Morris had like 20 and five and six. Like she mm -hmm. had a good game. Um, but I, I love it, you know, love the feistiness. Uh, she's talked about them all being in the WNBA and kind of continuing the rivalry. And I think that that's the kind of stuff that's going to continue to help the WNBA players coming in with 100%. established rivalries. So, 100%. So we'll see. A little bird magic yeah, action that, there. Yeah, thousand percent, thousand percent. Uh, the uh, the the men's square the men's championship they square off tonight. San Diego State versus UConn. San Diego State came through with a game-winning bucket. Like, I mean, it looked like it looked like he fumbled the ball about five times, got it off, cash. And uh, while UConn was able to suffocate the Miami defense and the Miami Hurricanes and get to their final, uh, who wins tonight, George? Give me your thoughts. So, uh, I got crushed by San Diego State. Uh, pretty much this entire tournament, I've uh, been in the mindset of, oh, the Mountain West ain't shit. Uh, and it's made me eat my words. But I think they've met their match tonight. I think this UConn team is, here's the thing. They may not have been the best team in college basketball this season, but goddamn, are they the best team right now. And hey. that's all that matters. Yeah. They're firing at a, a, a thousand percent efficiency. And um, I saw Drake place two bets, and I'm going to place the same two bets. He picked UConn uh, to win uh, between 6 and 11 points and UConn to win by 11 or more. Huh. And that's you're going to get good value there. I'm pretty sure you'll probably get 3 to 1 on the 6 to 11, and you'll probably get like 7 to 1 on them to win by 11 or more. But Oof. That's interesting. I, I'm, I'm with them. I got absolutely wrecked at Foodie Fest um, <laughs> as I was watching in line, Josh. I, See? You know, Hulu. Hulu Live, I'm watching the game, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Cameron, this is way closer than you know I wanted to, wanted to be. Yeah, and um, god awful possession by FAU. Now here's a here's my rule of thumb as a basketball coach, and you can give me your opinion. I ne like it was imperative that we're not settling for a jump shot um, when we're up by one and the game's on the line, and we can you know. It's a it's a timeout if we get a foul call. I just want the the attack to be at the rim. Yeah. And they settled for a fadeaway. Like a little fadeaway post hook. How did you feel about that watching? Did you know at that moment? Because I felt like as soon as I saw that shot choice, I was like, Well, this is it. This is this is how these games end. I mean, you're up. So as a coach, even in a bad, you know, bad shot, 
you're still like, well, we got to lock down because I always teach my kids at the beginning of the season, defense is how we win. And if the game is we only get one free throw and we play great defense, the game ends 1-0, we still, we still win. So um, in the moment, as a coach, you're still like, we got to we, – we're, we're up. Now, if they were tied – Totally different feeling because, because then it's like anything can happen. They get a foul. Correct. They go to the line. You know what I mean? So being up, granted, you would love to be up three or possibly four um, in that situation. But I'm with you. Um, you definitely – I think it's tough because the refs tend to swallow the whistle in those moments. Correct. So attacking the basket may or may not behoove you because if you go to the basket hard – and you yep. don't get the call, now they're going five on four or worse back the other direction. Correct. It can be a little dicey. Um, I look for a quality possession, quality chance. So if that if that shot was quality, yes. Okay. Yeah. That shot was iffy quality. So Yeah, I mean it's it's like if if it was Miami I was watching play, I'm like quality shot right I'm, on, I'm, like, I'm like dude Touché. some of those brothers can play Touché. but uh you know i was watching i was like man and okay and uh, their fau is not built for that but then yeah to your point it's like even like i guess as a offensive coordinator in that possession you got to be thinking we got to set up for a transition fast break defense you yeah. know what i mean like and it's not like they weren't set but uh, oh, here's another coaching point that I wanted to ask you. How do you not throw two? Or how how in your game schema of defense, if a dude dribbles into the corner, are you not double teaming him with that late? Ooh. Okay, you're protecting the paint, but okay, but he's giving you an out. He's going to the he's going to the corner. I say yes, but see, in that situation, that's that's medium break. It's scramble drill. True. So you're not you, like unless we drilled that. True. I don't want you going rogue. Yeah. Because yeah. if you easy, get it wrong, then it's a <laughs> it's a layup. butt naked layup for the dub. <laughs> yeah. So you play it honest. <laughs> True. It's, but but I understand I understand your position a thousand percent. If we drilled that, yes. Rogue. If that's something we've done during yeah. the year, True. yes. <laughs> I was like I was like as soon as he dribbled into the corner, I was like hope right. It was like my emotions were like. <laughs> Horrible shot. It's over. Yeah, yeah, he dribbled yeah. into the corner. Yes. He fumbled, got free, and I was like, uh-oh, he got time. <laughs> man, oh, man. All right, switching gears over to the UFC. George, the UFC is merging with the WWE universe to, to create a fight conglomerate worth $21.4 billion, and my Endeavor stock looks lovely right now oh you got a little bit in? oh i got endeavor i got that the moment they were like oh ufc going public i was like that's a good stock to get i got it as an ipo i've had it for a long time so oh, that stock a- that stock is uh is doing good and i went and I'll, I'll probably wait i'll probably wait until like maybe june or something and then i will dump that yep that'll probably get dumped so that, that's actually not bad that actually could could, uh, could could loosen the belt a little bit, as they'd say. Uh, UFC 287 is this weekend. Piera versus Adesanya. George, there's a lot of exciting fights on this car. Which fight are you most excited to see? <laughs> you put me on the spot there. Why don't you tell me, oh. Josh, what your most exciting fight okay. is? And I, you know, there's so many to choose from here. I, obviously, this is a rematch. This is a rematch title fight. Um, I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see Adesanya potentially get his belt back because he was winning that fight, even though uh, Piera ended up winning, but also had his moments. Um, if Adesanya, now granted, this is a very quick turnaround to this fight to have a rematch. And as we just saw with um, uh, with uh, Usman and, um, and Dagon, who did he fight? Leon Edwards. As we just saw in that fight, you know, it... it He's Adesanya's gonna have to fight. He's not he's not the champ no more. He can't just kind of rest on his laurels of, oh, you know, I can just w- do enough to win. I'm the champ. You gotta beat me. Yeah. Um now he's the hunter again. He said it was his toughest fight camp that he's ever been in. That, I mean they all said that. I mean, that's not necessarily the best thing. Um true. true. But but okay, but who who else who else are you excited to see on So the I'm a I'm a big Jorge Masvidal fan after like we kind of look alike. 
uh, <laughs> you know, with the a beard. Bit, it, if I had braids, oh, which one day I will. Right. No, we're not wishing that, George. You missed your moment. Oh, the moment was missed. When it when you had a helmet, that was when you should have been rocking that. God damn. Yeah, You're you right. You're it. right. Okay. You missed it. Um, but okay, so there's a fighter on the first uh he's the first fight of the main card, Raul Rosas Jr. Yes. Versus Christian Rodriguez. So Raul has I got a chance to meet Raul before anybody knew that he was gonna have this uh, you know, rise to success. So Fitness Junkies, shout out to Fitness Junkies. Uh, Gio was like, hey, let's get this kid meal preps from the meal prep company that was we were advertising at the time. Yeah. Uh, they were no longer advertising, so no free press. Um, <laughs> but we gave him the meal meal preps, and this was before his contender series fight. And I mean, I, you know, there was as I was making the content for that, like filming us, giving him the meals, him talking very wholesomely about like how it really did help him. Like, Oh, nice. You know, his before people make it into the UFC and they have the PI to feed him every meal, it's very tough to like have a balanced diet. Yeah. I mean, this kid was 17 years old. Yeah. Right? He's, he's 18 now. Now he's 18. But, yeah, but when yeah. I, you know, it's crazy how fast he's moved up in the ranks. Cause he went from contender series and the last two fights he's had. Okay. He has, done he his style of grappling i've never seen and i i know i haven't watched a crazy amount of mma yeah but even from people that have watched a crazy amount of mma they're like this kid takes risks because he just likes to mount people like he's wearing them as a backpack yeah like he is the backpack and i've seen him in all three of his fights go into that backpack position for like four minutes in a round and then <laughs> as soon as he can take you down and get to your back again he does the same thing, and people just have to wear him, his you know, 135-pound, 140-pound frame that entire fight, and he gets subs like crazy. So look for Raul Rosas' submission props. Um, if he's going to win by anything, he's going to win by sub. He is the favorite. Um, Interesting. But Ode and uh, Bobby on Fight Junkies earlier were talking about, like, Christian Rodriguez is that dude. Like, you know, Raul's kind of fought some – I don't know. Nobody's a lollipop fight. But. No, no, no. But he's 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 fought yeah. guys that are still finding their way or figuring it out or on their way down. Yeah. So yeah, you know I mean, like, and that's 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 just the fight game. You know, we're we're kind of seeing that now with uh, uh Petter Jan. You know what I mean? Like he mm -hmm. was champ, then he lost it, and then he's lost three more after that. So you know, it, it kind of sometimes it just happens. Yeah, and uh, that's I'm I'm pretty interested to see see what that kid's got going, see if Jorge Masvidal can pull out another flying knee. After you get a flying knee knockout, Josh, would you just try one of those every fight for the rest of your career? No. No. And the reason I say no is because just like Joaquin Buckley had probably one of the greatest knockouts of all time, you haven't seen it's situational now of the city and remember too that was also the way that uh um jesus i don't even i'm blanking on the child's name now um how he kind of started fights was kind of charging in and all that kind of oh, stuff. ben Askren. ben yeah. Askren, thank you and so you know masvidal was like well if he does that i'm gonna do this and you know and so so we'll see but um but i'm also excited to see kevin holland back in the octagon versus uh mm. santiago ponzinibbio and uh, and then you know as you said Raul Rosas, but uh, our friend uh, Chris Curtis versus Kelvin Gastelum that's going to be a good fight. Um, yep. Definitely a really good uh, gauger for uh, Chris Curtis as well to see where he is. Um, but Michael Chiesa is also uh, it was looking like he was fighting the leech, but now, then then my guy Josh, uh, Joaquin Buckley had to get me with an April Fool's joke. <laughs> and like and he's got it on tape so if buck ever releases this footage i will be pissed but also i love him but um he caught me because he uh he was saying he was stepping in you know uh you know leech leech backed out he got injured so now i'm stepping in you know he, he he's called i called him because i put i put it on the uh the page so i call him i'm like oh buck you know congratulations you know you know miami that's gonna be a big stage you know whatever whatever and um and so he's like really just stringing me along like yeah you know I got to cut all this weight he's like you know cuz cuz he's gone down in in weight class he's gone down that's kind of been the fight with the UFC and uh and is he like you know can I you think I can make this weight and I was like I was like man he's like he's like yeah you know it's, it's next week I was like yeah that's the 8th he was like he was like 
He's like, yeah, so this weight, man, I don't know. He's like, you think I can do it? I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're buck. You got this. He's like, yeah, but, but I mean, what's today? And so the second he said, what's today, my like whole emotions dropped. And I was like, oh, nigga, you got me. <laughs> And uh, and so 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 his girl just starts laughing, so it was cool. But shout out to my man Joaquin Buckley. Um, you know we definitely want to see him in a fight in the octagon soon and very soon. So even though he got me with April Fools, you know I'm still that's still my guy. He comes to the house. We we share we share moments. So no homo. Um, uh, moving on. Let's get out of here, George, with a little bit of NBA. Uh, who is the bigger playoff threat? I actually, uh, Leonard Ellerby mentioned this earlier, and I've got it as the Lakers or the Warriors. So out west, who do you think is the bigger playoff threat? Late, oh, just out of anybody? Yeah, like in terms of like okay. an underdog. If an underdog is to make a run, because we'll do this in the east as well, if the underdog yeah. is to make a run, who's the bigger threat, the Lakers or the Warriors? Uh, I would say the Lakers because well okay so i don't know if this was an april fool's joke or not because i got this from an unreliable source lebron's still playing right yeah okay he okay so this was another april fool's joke okay it, the dude was like uh oh yeah lebron was caught speeding going like 130 and <laughs> <laughs> he said the lakers benched him the rest of the season i was like damn they LeBron LeBron could drive 175 into a bank, steal all the money on camera with a sign saying, I'm LeBron James, and the Lakers would be like, better be a shoot around tomorrow. Like, like what are we talking about? Do not look any any sports news on, on April 1st, do not believe it. I don't care if it comes from 75 sources. You until you see that mess on the second. You do not. You hold it with a grain of salt. Do That's not bad. go for it, because the because the Redskins ap- ap- apparently traded for Lamar and gave him a four year deal on April Fool's. So uh-huh. uh, you don't you don't trust any of that. Uh, for me, I'm still gonna go with the Warriors just because. Listen, if Andrew Wiggins comes back, um, I still think that they are going to be a tough out for anyone. I don't care who they play. This is where they get serious. So. That's my take on that. In the East, George, who do you think, the Heat or the Nets? Who's going to be the bigger playoff threat? The Heat. And it's just that's a, that's a straight-up coaching nightmare. Um, and I'm not talking about Eric Spolstra. I'm <laughs> talking about Udonis Haslam, baby. He's been in the league long enough, right? He's One he's more the, ride, baby. One more. One, one more, more ride. ride. I, you know, there's something magical – about that team and my god do i hate when the celtics have to play them mm. and i'm like and you know how confident i am playing the bucks i've stated numerous times on the show i'm fine with them i'm fine also with the 76ers but mm. the heat to me are the toughest out when the going gets tough right very yeah. similar to the to golden state in your point in the west what about you boss what do you think between those two man 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 um that it's tough because the Heat have the pedigree. They've got obviously, you know, they got UD as a coach, um, a, a player coach. Uh, but they also, you know, Jimmy Butler. They, you know, they got they got Tyler Hero. You know, he's got the the comb over. He's looking smooth. Um, they got Bam. They have they have a lot. They got Oladipo still, right? They still have Victor Oladipo. Correct. Yeah. They. I mean, if they want to play and they lock in, they're as good as anybody. They have every they have pieces everywhere, so they could, you know, listen, they should be able to do it. So Dude, they got Kyle Lowry too. Still. I didn't know they had him. Oh yeah, they still yeah, they still have Kyle. Kyle didn't move in the in the trade deadline. True. So they still have Kyle too. So um, you know, shout out to 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 all these teams. You know, the the, the playoffs are are upon us, both in the NBA, the, the NHL. We'll talk a little bit more about the NHL on Wednesday's episode. Um, but I'm excited, and uh, I just want to first and foremost thank each and every one of you guys for tuning in. Uh, for those of you that participated in the Jersey Jam, um, thank you again for all of the content, all the love. I hope you guys enjoyed kind of seeing some of the people that were participating in the Final Four. Uh, be on the lookout for that again next year. We're going to keep doing that. We're going to keep growing this thing. And, um, you know, thanks again to my special guest, Leonard Ellerby. Uh, sorry again that Roe was not able to be a part of of this interview <laughs> and i know she's going to be upset about that but you know we sh- sending love and soup to the front row uh from josh williams 
George Carmona in the back. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you guys again for tuning in for to the American Fan 365. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe, and push it out to your people. See you guys Fan. next time. Short for Fanatic is the one who's screaming their lungs out in sub-zero degree temperatures, still believing when the chips are down, and never, ever giving up on their teams or their players. From the closest seat to the worst one, we want to meet you all. This is the American Fan. Thank <laughs> you.